JD Talking Sports. It is January 2nd, 2019. 2019. The first podcast of 2019. Show number 411. I don't want to deal with this right now. Okay. Now, bowl games are over. Last night I'm watching the Ohio State game. The Ohio State game. The 28-3 my father wants to watch. He goes, this game's over. Well, we put it back on. They're down 28-23. And I don't want to get into an argument with them, but I kind of wanted them to go upstairs Go watch his shows, and I would watch my football. But I'm like, okay, we'll watch it. <coughs> and Ohio State should have blown him out. Actually, they're pretty good bowl games. The thing that stood out to me was, you know, Haskins, 15 touchdown, 50 touchdown passes in 14 games. That's pretty awesome. Ohio State, I don't think they deserve the top four. I thought they were up and down all season. They should have put away. Now, a great team would put them, have them and put them down. But then again, Alabama was up 20 nothing, and Oklahoma made it a dogfight. The only team that sucked and sucked all the way through was Notre Dame, and they suck. I also watched Kentucky. Kentucky in the Citrus Bowl, they were up 27-21 on Penn State. Penn State, with four, four minutes of change left, decides to go for a field goal. And I've never been a fan of uh, Franklin, the coach of Penn State. So 27-21 in, Mc, in uh, McSorley's last game, as a, Trace McSorley's last game as a quarterback, the winningest quarterback in Penn State history, 27-21, they go for a field goal to try to get the ball back. And then that kid, what was his name? Snell Jr., who uh, instead of uh, uh, instead of hell yeah, they say Snell yeah. And this kid had this craziest freaking. He was painted in the, in the freaking, they kept showing him. Also, there was a... <laughs> There was a family and a kid who had long hair and a beard, a very bad look in any in any time and age. And the LSU, he was in between the LSU band and the color guard, I guess. And he just looked like he was fucking miserable. But Penn State, 27-21, they go for a field goal instead of trying to go for the touchdown. And Penn State ends up losing the game 27-24. I thought, it's kind of ballsy. But frankly, I, I know they're going to, Penn State's going to rep them for going for a field goal at that point. And they were all pretty good bowl games. Mississippi State lost to... Who they lose to? Wait, did Mississippi State lose yesterday? Yeah, Iowa won a bowl game. Beat Mississippi State yesterday in um, the Outback Bowl. Freaking with negative 15 yards rushing. Negative 15 yards rushing. They won a goddamn bowl game. I'll tell you, the Iowa coach who every year he wins games. Now, some years they don't win as much. But, God damn. He, uh, Kirk Ferentz, every year he's good. And that kid Tyler Trent, who went to Purdue, 20 years old, died of, died of bone cancer. And he has a book out that um, I kind of want to read. And I was thinking of something. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to hang out with Tia. We're going to go see... Uh, the J-Lo movie. Nope, I'm not going to see that. And I decided maybe we should go up to West Point because I would love a West Point football sweatshirt. So I'm thinking, I don't think she's that far away from West Point. So I think I think West Point might be a good little trip to drive up to. I'm debating. I'm debating. I don't know. That or the J-Lo movie. West Point or J-Lo movie. I'm always going to take West Point. No offense. And the Knicks lost their eighth straight last night, 13 of the last 15. They're 7-29. and 29. They suck. They suck. They lost in Denver. And Cantor came with the bench to have a double-double. Listen, they're not a very good team. It's like the Giants aren't a very good team. They have a lot of holes to fill. And I was reading about how the offensive line, Nate Solder played every snap. Will, Will Hernandez played every snap. And they said, well, maybe they have to let him go, you know, for the cap. And, and get who? 
Get who? Who are you going to get? You keep him. And, you know, you work on him in the offseason. Listen, the stuff you couldn't fix, you try to work on the offseason, you could have a bounce back year. But there's not like all these offensive linemen falling off trees. And, and, and if you're bringing a kid out of college, listen, they have a lot of holes to fill. Offense, defense, line, offensive line, defense. I mean, when, you're, when your top sack guy is Olivier, was Olivier Vernon and he missed, he missed considerable time this season with seven sacks, you're not getting the job done. Now, some of the rookies played well. But Janoris Jackson, are they going to get rid of him? Listen, I, a lot of holes to f- f- fill. And then the Mc, Mike McCarthy is the one who the Jets want. And it's true, he didn't really win a lot with Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre. He won one one Super Bowl. And every, you know, in the last couple of years, they've been pretty ineffective. He wasn't good the last couple of years. Now they're talking about Cliff King, Kingsbury. And Cliff Kingsbury, not a winning program at Texas Tech. I know he worked with Mayfield at Texas Tech, who ended up transferring, and he had Patrick Mahomes. But they didn't win with those guys. And listen, the Jets haven't had a coach with coaching experience since Parcells in 97. That's a long fucking time ago. I think they need to bring somebody in. I just don't know who they should bring in. That's that's to be determined. Here, they're going to bring in Eric Bieniemy, Buccaneers offensive coordinator Todd Monken, and Cowboys passing game coordinator D-back coach Chris Richard, who I've been hearing about forever. But Richards has never coached. Bieniemy has never coached. And Monken's never coached. And Clean Kingsbury's never coached. Oh, and, and I'll tell you, I was very impressed. My cousin Hal went to the Texas game yesterday. Second row seats. They came to play, man. They fucking came to play. Oh, and Harbaugh. Listen to this. Another guy the Jets are going after. Harbaugh, 1-9 for his top 10 teams under Harbaugh. Last two games of the season lost by 25-plus points. You're not going to... That, that's not good. That's not good at all. That's not even close to being good. That's terrible. Yeah, and, and then the, today, I didn't have to go into the city... Both my clients canceled today, so I was able to last night watch the games without thinking, oh, shit, i got to wake up at the crack of dawn. But I did go to the gym. Four pounds gained in two days. We ordered pizza last night. I ate a whole pizza myself, but four freaking pounds gained in two days. And I worked out the two days. Scary, huh? Well, I think there was a lot of salt in the food I ate last night. I picked Georgia over Texas. 35-10, blew that one. I had Ohio State 31-3. They're up 28-3. And the UCFO over LSU... UCF was up 14-3. The second touch, the, the interception, he kind of pushed off the touchdown. And then they beat, they they knocked the fucking quarterback. Uh, who's the quarterback? The quarterback for for LSU. Oh, what the hell is his name? He This was his third Fiesta Bowl watch, but the first one he got as as a player. He had a freaking monster game. What was his name? I'm blanking on his name. Yeah, Joe Burrow got freaking... So on the interception, defensive guy hit him. I mean, you can hit him and just fucking rocked him. And you saw the LSU coach going crazy like, bullshit, but look at it, look. And there were three guys that got kicked, knocked out of the game. LSU and UCF had two... Both seniors get knocked out. Well, the LSU guy punched the UCF guy in the head. It was crazy. So they're up 14-3 and UCF low 40-32. I think they had one first down in the second half. And when your quarterback, Mack, goes 11 for 30 for 97 yards, you're not, winning, you're not winning any games. And they didn't do shit the second half. So UCF's 25-game win streak's over. They're bashing them. But listen, they didn't have their quarterback. They were playing with a backup. But Morrow, 21-34, 394, four touchdowns and interceptions. And four touchdowns and one interception. Great game. And they, they said he's the Heisman frontrunner for next season. Listen, I watched him play against... Alabama, he looked like shit. So Monday night we got Alabama. We got four. We got wild card weekend this weekend. 
I'm excited, but UCF did not do a lot of. Uh, yeah, I think they don't. Yeah, they, they didn't do much. What? Yeah, I yeah. Yeah, he got knocked down by Joey Connors, the three hundred three hundred thirteen pound defensive lineman. What a hit! And he came back, man. And LSU had players out, players knocked out of the game. The third best offense at 250 total yards. UCF 295 yards below their uh, average. Yeah. Hey, they got off the fast start, 14-3. UCF was down 24-21 at the half, and then they couldn't get any, you know, they didn't really get any closer to the second half. I think they, oh, they got it to, they got it to 40-32, yeah. Yeah, I guess we'll see. But, eh, tough game. Tough game. Yeah, Kentucky won. And Texas, man, I was impressed. Listen, they, they played hard all game. They were up 28-7. They made it, uh, Georgia made it close at the game. Fromm didn't really look good the whole game to me. And their leading rusher, oh, and Holyfield had some tough runs. But I saw Ridley drop some balls. I, you know, there was a couple of plays. But Ellinger running the ball and passing did, was a very efficient. Ran for three touchdowns. Their first 10 win season in 2009. That was big for them. And I like the coach Herman at the end. He just was kind of like chewing gum, laughing, like, hey, you know, this happened. And, but Georgia had their uh, Swift, their, their number one running back, two two fumbles. Lost one, got one back. But he didn't look good the whole he, he He was off. And the punter at the beginning of the game for Georgia, what was his name? The freshman. Camarada? Uh, so he catches the ball and he goes down on his knee. So they get the ball to the 27-yard line and they couldn't do... And, George, you know, Texas should have been up bigger. They were getting... That's what he said at the half. They were getting field goals, not touchdowns. They were up at the beginning... What was it? 20-7 to seven or so? And they should have got some touchdowns. Field goals aren't going to win the game. And that kid for... That kid, uh, Benny Snell Jr., 144 yards, became the Kentucky's career rushing leader. And he has Snell Yeah tattooed on his stomach, which I always thought was is classy. No, not classy at all. Scary as shit. Very scary. Yeah. And and then I read an article about uh what is buh, 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 buh. Christy Tolliver is with the Washington Mystics. She's serving as assistant coach for the Wizards. And this is the listen to this. So she because she's a player with the Mystic owned by Tony uh uh Leonsis under the same corporate umbrella as the Wizards, the league determined that any pay Tolliver was to get from the gig would have to come out of the fifty thousand Total, each team is allocated to play WNBA play to pay WNBA players for offseason work. Now, NBA assistants routinely make one hundred thousand more, with some earning over a million. The answer is ten thousand, or five thousand less than the than the fine the NBA recently handed down to Coach Keith, Nick Nurse of the Raptors for public criticism of the officiating. She says it wasn't an easy decision for me. I looked at the pros and cons. The pros, obviously, being I get to rest my body, it being my first time in ten years of not playing year round, not going overseas. She says, obviously, there are financial burdens that come with that, but this is also a very exciting opportunity that I want to take advantage of. Being home, still being around the game, around the best players in the world, around the best coaches in the world. Yeah. Yeah. She says, uh, she described an eye-opening experience of exchanging business cards in every city. The doors of networking swung open. Pretty cool. Now, that's the thing. She only getting 10000 because... One of the stars on the team is getting the other $40,000. can't remember. Oh, uh, oh, what the hell's her name? 
the the Mystics roster. Uh, Deladon. Yeah, Deladon. Deladon was getting the most PR. She does a lot of uh, PR stuff for the team. Crazy. Oh, and then Serena's going to play... Serena played... She's playing in this tournament. She played the Hopman the Hopman Cup, an annual invitation that's sanctioned by the International Tennis Federation as a mixed team competition, but does not offer ranking points to contribute to a player's overall records. She'll face Federer. Just glad it's not singles. It's, yeah. So I think that's kind of cool. Never competed in the same year. I think it's kind of cool. They're playing in mixed doubles. They say better mixed doubles than playing in a... Uh, it's a fast four format with sets played to four games, no ad scoring, and a nine point tiebreaker at three three all. Pretty cool. So they play. They were they were kissing each other's ass, and the Australian Open uh, begins on uh, January fourteenth. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. So the Jets, and then you got the Jets' third straight uh, season with at least eleven losses. First time uh, Jets have done that since nineteen seventy seven. They have more than a hundred million in salary cap space this off season. And they should spend it. Yes. Now, you know, I was talking about the uh, the dearth of uh, minority coaches. Well, Richard Lapchek, the director of the Institute for Diversity and Ethics in Sports, noted that a 2017 report that percentage of assistant coaches of color had declined slightly to 31.4%. The number of African-American offensive defensive coordinators had dropped from 14 to 13, he said. And five of the eight coaches this offseason in the NFL were African-American. And supposedly Vance Joseph is going to interview for the Cincy job. I don't know why he's getting the... But listen, if it's him or Hugh Jackson, I'll take him. And Cincy, Kansas City hasn't won a playoff game since 94. They're a 1-10 record in playoff games since 93. Yeah, they won a playoff game since 94. Yeah, bullshit. Now, Chargers were 7-1 on the uh, road this season. That should help them. New Orleans has has not lost in the last six postseason games dated back to 2000 at the Superdome. That's good. Bears haven't won a home playoff game since 2011. Seattle's making their 12th appearance in the NFL playoffs this season. Cowboys are the chasing the first Super Bowl since 96. That's when I won $500 when I was working at advertising age. And this is kind of interesting. So Dana Holgerson leaves the, leaves the Big 12. I'm sorry. Yeah, the Big 12. Wait, aren't they the big? Yeah, to go to Houston because they gave him twenty million over five years. They they fired Major, Major Applewhite. Well, it should be after losing seventy to fourteen uh, to Army in the Armed Forces Bowl. Went eight and five after he went seven and five the season before. Yeah. Wow, but wow. So Houston Rockets owner Tillman. Uh, Fertitta is a booster for Cougars and going to help provide the West Virginia coach with a raise from the $3.6 million he makes at West Virginia. Yeah, so, hey, listen, he wanted more money. Good for him. How about how about James Harden? 36.4 points per game in December, most since Jordan in 86. And Houston 10-1 after an 11-14 start. You know what it is? No Carmelo. Better things. Four straight games of 40 points. He had 43 on New Year's Eve. Seahawks, how about this? 6-0 and at home under Pete Carroll in the playoffs. At home, 2-4 and on the road. And Antonio Brown, listen, 
I just saw Big Ben said there's no beef. But it's interesting. Uh, Mike Wallace turned down his deal. Uh, oh, and this is Ryan Clark says, Mike Wallace turned down his deal, and I already knew they were going to offer Antonio, he said on Sports Center Monday night, referring to Wallace's 2012 holdout in which Pittsburgh turned around and gave the $42.5 million, which he earmarked for Wallace to Brown instead. When Brown walks past, I say to the strength coaches, when you give him money, you're going to create a monster. He had a six straight pulse, uh, Pro Bowl season this year, 15 touchdown passes, 1,297 yards. Yeah, he's one of the best. Yeah, he said, with success with money, these things come. He was with the Steelers from 2006 to 2012. When it comes to being a good teammate, when it comes to just being supportive, understanding you're trying to achieve one goal, that doesn't matter to him. What matters to him is 19 attempts, 14 carries, four, you know, 14, 14 catches, 185, two touchdowns against the Saints. That's what's important to Antonio. That's kind of harsh, man. So Mike Tomlin has to put his foot down and shop Antonio Brown. He was listening today that they said it's Mike Tomlin's fault that this happened. He said, this is about the fabric of the team. This is about the guy who goes Facebook Live when your coach is talking. I remember that during the playoffs. He says, uh, he got a $73 million extension in 2017. I'd love to see him. And OBJ, supposedly the, uh, I'd love to see Antonio Brown. Well, who, do, who who wants him? Listen, he's the kind of guy, He's yeah, he's a diva, man. Wide receivers are divas. Jerry Rice was a fucking diva. They're all fucking divas. And uh, the Niners are interested in OBJ. We'll see if that comes out. And how about this? Michigan State defensive end Kevin Wilecki's the Big Ten defensive lineman of the year. Potential high draft pick. Third quarter broke. He, he led the Spartans with eight and a half sacks. Had been deciding whether to enter the draft or return for a senior year. The seven-figure decision likely was made for him. He was carted to the locker room with about five minutes left in the to play in the third quarter after his left leg gave out while trying to reach uh, Oregon QB Justin Herbert. So that's it. Done. And I love what my cousin Al said. He said, nothing quite like the smell of bourbon, uh, bourbon street on New Year's Day in the rain. Party gravy. He said, you know, I can't take credit. He goes, it's not mine, but party gravy. I was like, oof, it must have really smelled. Snell, yeah. And Tom Brady, he did a team-friendly deals. Had taken, uh, had $5 million in performances bonuses built into his contract for 2018, and he received exactly none of the money. He was in line to receive one million for finishing the top five in the league, in the league in each of passer rating, completion percentage, yards per attempt, touchdown passes, and passing yards, according to contract data from Sport uh, Spot Track. I think it's Sport Spot Track dot uh, com. He failed to accomplish any of those. He, closest was he finished seventh in passing, four thousand three to fifty five yards. He also finished tenth in touchdown passes, twenty nine, but was outside the top ten in the other three categories. He got his 10th straight Pro Bowl selection, 14th overall, which is a record. Led him to the AFC's, AF, AFC East title, a second seed in the playoffs and a first-round bye. Yeah, he still made $15 million, But for, for Tom Brady, that's, that's not a lot of money. And you know what? They can meet the Texans again in the playoffs. I'd love the Texans to beat them. I'd love the te- I, I want them going down. I don't think it's going to happen this year, but I'd love to see it. Yeah. And also, they said... Uh, yeah, Antonio Brown's cap number for this season is $22.165 million. Yeah, they're, they're not getting rid of him. They're going to they're gonna have to talk and sit him down and decide what they're going to do. Yeah, Nick. And St. John's, 13-1, they beat number 16 Marquette with uh, Wojciechowski as the coach, the former Duke player, 
which marked the Reds' uh, largest largest margin of victory against a ranked team in two decades. And Mullen got a call from McEnroe, and he goes, "I want to come see the game." He goes, "It's in Queens. It's not at the Garden." He goes, "I'm coming anyway." They had the they had the place filled. Pretty cool. What are you going to do? I mean, it's nice. Thirteen one. Hey, listen, I I love Mullen. I love Chris Mullen. I think he's a great. Just I like him. Always been a fan of him, and I hope he get. You know, they lost to all the other day, but. I'm rooting for them. I'm rooting hard for them. Because you know what? The, the glory days, man. I'll tell you, when the Big East, when you had Mullen, you had uh, Ewing. Those were, that was, oh, man. At the Garden with the sweaters, Karnaseka and John Thompson. Those were the good old days. Eh, Eli Manning. Listen. Completed 66% of his passes. Seven times 15 season, he threw 4,000 yards. He threw only 11 interceptions. Pass rating was 92.4. Fourth highest of his career. Touchdown projection, 21, touchdowns, 21 passing, one rushing. It was nothing special. And his team went 5-11. F- went, uh, I don't know. And he's 38 years old. Listen, I don't know. What, what do I know? We got Vernon with 19.5 million against the cap next year. And cornerback Jenkins, 14.75. They got a fifth-round pick for Snacks Harrison, which I thought was bullshit. They don't overrun, you know, I, I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens. Time will tell. Yeah, four, oh, and I gained four pounds in, in, in freaking two days. Four pounds, yeah, I talked about that already. So I, I look, my cousin Hal sent me from Tom Herman. Aggie's been in the SEC for seven years, and we got a victory against Georgia before they did. Whew. Them were fighting words. You always hate Texas A&M, you do. Got to do the, got to do the dig. Make that dig. Troy Tulowitzki is got to sign a, uh, a, a league minimum minimum deal. That's listen. If he can stay healthy, that's another guy off the bench. Listen, if he gives him anything, I guess we'll see. Zach Taylor is going to interview with the Cards and Broncos on Saturday, and Dan Campbell is going to interview with the Cardinals. We'll see. Oh, and. Kim and Kanye are having a fourth kid. God, I'm so happy that they're going to have the fourth kid. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm just fucking ecstatic. You know, I mean, it may, I mean that, that that's news to me. Yeah, because you know they need a fourth kid. Like they need a like like I need a hole in the head, right? What do I know? Yeah, I, I don't know about uh, the LSU quarterback being a 2019 Heisman. Yeah, I, I watched him play against. I watched him play a couple games. I wasn't impressed with him. Oh, and Jim, Jimmy uh, Butler wants to retire. I, I don't plan on playing this game when I'm 35 years old. It's like there's no news. Oh, I mean, Greek freak, man. What a freaking slam last night. I watched some of him. Holy shit, was that awesome. And Browns want to in- interview McCarthy. Yeah. But you're like, meh, who really cares? Yeah, Tyler Trent, 20 years, 20 years too young. And Jamal Adams is following now Cliff Kingsbury. He goes, uh, you damn right. He's a big fan. Yeah. Chiefs' last playoff one was 94. Eight-game losing streak. It's about time, right? And DeMarcus Cousins will reportedly consider spending another season with the Warriors. I guess we'll see that word. And Jim Bob Cooter is out with the Lions. Not really shocked about that. Lincoln Wiley got an extension from Oklahoma. Also, good move. And uh, I, what did I read that most definitely he's going to retire? Is um, 
Urban Meyer, most most definitely, most probably. I, I, that was a big one for Kentucky. They said that was their best season ever. I was like, all right, you know, it was a good, it was a, it was a good season. What was it? Oh, I'm gonna watch. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna watch today. I'm gonna watch the. Uh, what am I gonna watch today? Oh, uh, Ralph saves the Ralph Ralph saves the internet part two. It was break the internet. Now it's save the internet. So I'm gonna watch that. And I, I freaking love my my Bose headphones. Oh, I love them so much. All right, I want to do a quick show. I gotta go train. Okay, last show's trivia question. What was the first non-U.S. country to win the Little League Baseball World Series? Was it Cuba, Japan, Mexico, or Canada? I thought it was Japan, and I was wrong. It was Mexico. Today's trivia question. This is kind of easy, in my opinion. What Monday Night Football announcer was known as the mouth? Was it Al Michaels, Howard Cosell, John Madden, or Dennis Miller? What Monday Night Football announcer was known as the mouth? Al Michaels, Howard Cosell, John Madden, or Dennis Miller? All right, folks, I want to do something short and sweet today. Bowl games are over. I'll wait for next Monday night. I'm not, I'll give a prediction later in the week for my wild card and for the championship game. But for now, Tyler Trent, Tyler Trent rest in peace. Everybody, I hope uh, you those goals or resolutions because I had a lot of pizza. I had a great, delicious mushroom and meatball pizza last night. It was glorious. So, folks, have a great day. Talk to you soon. Peace out.